What is feminine energy? What is masculine energy? How does this impact me at work? Today, I have Carmen Arias, the host of the Rise of a Goddess podcast, here to share everything you need to know about the different energies that are at work. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Career Path Angel Show. I'm your host, Angel Mary. This is a podcast dedicated to talking about business and career-related topics. Today, I have Carmen Arias joining us. But before that, if you haven't yet hit subscribe, please do so now so you don't ever miss an episode. Carmen Arias is the voice behind the Rise of a Goddess podcast. Carmen was born and raised in New York City. Even though it was not the primary communication style used by her peers in the urban surroundings, the strong, nurturing women who raised her helped cultivate her innate desire to show up in the world as her true, feminine, authentic self. Carmen's true love of life and thirst for knowledge led her to being the first in her family to obtain a bachelor's degree, where her primary focus was studying the differences in how men and women communicate, as well as how their biological and psychological differences play into it. After several years working in the corporate world, she made the transition to full-time motherhood, and it was after the birth of her firstborn daughter that she discovered her true life purpose— which is encouraging her daughter and all women to live as their true authentic self. Carmen started the Rise of O Goddess podcast to sharing her wisdom and passion in this area with women around the world. In the podcast, The Rise of a Goddess, Carmen encourages women and empowers them to rise to their full goddess potential. Today, Carmen will be discussing feminine energy, masculine energy, and how this may impact you in the corporate world. Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. Thank you. So for all the listeners listening, Carmen was actually the person who pushed me over the line to finally start my podcast. Carmen, I am so thankful to you. You were such an amazing um, person as a mentor and a resource for me when I was starting down this pathway. And I really, really appreciate um, just all of your support. So just thank you right from the start. I wanted to say thank that. you and you're welcome. But thank you too, because for me, it's truly inspiring for me to empower other women to get their messages across. So you also as uh, you are also someone that I would like to thank. <laughs> oh, thank you. And, and it's been wonderful. And, you know, for the listeners, Carmen and I have never met each other in person. We are uh, our friendship really came through uh, social media, and that's the crazy part about it. And I feel like I've made a true friend, and one day we will meet in person. But this is one step forward because I'm actually seeing your face. And for those listening, we're doing a Zoom call while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, I cannot wait for us to meet in person. <laughs> Carmen, your podcast, The Rise of a Goddess, what an, a powerful podcast for women to really 
learn about feminine energy. And I really want to to bring this to my listeners because so much of what we go through in the workplace, in interacting with one another, has so much to do with everyone's inherent feminine and masculine energies. And just tell me how you got started on the podcast, and then maybe you can go into defining what those are. Sure. Um, For me, I would say that this has been a lifelong dream of mine to do something like this. Again, like I said, I love empowering women, but I also noticed myself having been in the workplace that many times what comes inherently as second nature to us is usually, we're usually told to kind of push it to the side or kind of downplay it a lot so that we could seem powerful. And for me, it was important, especially after I had my daughter, to be able to raise a young woman who was comfortable appearing in the world in her feminine energy and as a woman and not have to, quote, act like a man in order to be taken seriously. So for me, it was probably a lifelong dream of mine that I had to kind of overcome what society says, like, you know, don't act like a woman. I mean, we right. can't, we can't help it. It's, it's our Absolutely. second nature. And I think that what you're women. saying is so true. We, we are already walking around with energy that we are, it's a, it's a powerful thing, right? The, the way we exude ourselves Absolutely. to the world, but it's something inherent in the way you really show up and the way people perceptions of you are based on the way you're interacting. And tell me more about, and for those who don't really understand, what is feminine energy? How do you define that? For me, I always think of the physiological and the biological ways in which we naturally present ourselves into the world. And it happens right back when, from the moment we're born. You think about it, boys tend to be a little bit more aggressive. They tend to be the problem solvers. And the women tend to be the nurturers, the ones who want to help. So for me, I feel that that, like taking it apart right to the bare minimum basics, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what the energy is about. And then we show up in the world and they, they... whether it be teachers or family members or friends. Right. Because women they are, begin- tend to go into these more nurturing type roles in a yes. professional setting because it is a natural innate, we are saying it's almost something that comes second nature. It's not something they have to hone as much. Absolutely. But you could also argue some men come like that, right? Or vice versa. Some women can go the other way. Exactly, exactly. And it's not to say that if you are a woman who shows up in the world more so in her masculine energy, it doesn't mean that that's bad. It just means that you carry more of a masculine energy. But the way we see it in society, normally we come across as if you're a woman, you're in your feminine. And if you're a man, you're in your masculine. But there are, you know, different levels of which we interact with in with each other where we show that energy. Right, right. Because I mean, I'll I'll be honest, for me, growing up, 
I I mean, right now, as a woman in my early 40s, I, you know, I've gone through a lot of the phases a woman normally goes through to get to this point in middle age, where I'm probably perimenopausal at this point, but I have, I gave birth, I, you know, I went through the whole, you know, going from girlhood to womanhood and the physiological changes that happened with that. Mm-hmm. So womanhood to me is uh, not just it just like just the interaction like you're saying there's something inherent biologically too that makes you feel that energy even more because i do feel like it that that moment that you give birth and i know that this is a career mm-hmm. podcast but i'm telling you that this is that feeling of feminine energy was at the at the most in that moment for me mm-hmm. and, I and feel you like felt I, the most powerful yes at that moment absolutely absolutely yeah. that was that was probably the pinnacle of it giving birth, yes. right? To give yes. life to someone else. Exactly. And, and I think that's what really was the driving force, basically, because I'd quietly accepted what people were saying about feminine energy. I mean, when I left the workforce to become a full-time mother, mm-hmm. people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, yes. wait a minute, you're a college-educated woman that is doing so great in her career and you want to be just the mom? And I'm like, just a mom, that's a powerful thing. That is, you're 100% right. And listen, everyone's not as fortunate, right? Mm -hmm. They can't all do it. But I also was really very fortunate and lucky that my husband said to me, it's your decision, whatever you want to do. That's right. And up until that point, I'm going to be totally honest with you, Carmen, my feminine energy did not have high levels of nurturing. I was at that point thinking, okay, I'm going to go back to work. Babysitter will take care of the kid. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> <But> then, I, <laughs> then I had my son and I saw him. And I'm like, no way. Nobody is watching him but me. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then it's kind of like kid. that innate nature came out the moment you gave birth, I'm sure, because it came out for me yes. where you're like, this is someone I created. I want to be the one responsible completely for that person and molding them and teaching them what they should know. Yes. And, and that's, that was for me, right. Mm -hmm. But uh, up until that point, my definition of womanhood and uh, feminine, I didn't even consider it feminine energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is just womanhood. And that was just my definition. I was, it was just, I can do whatever I want to do. I can be whatever I want to be. I can say whatever I want to say. I was very, very, you know, girl power 90s. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you, you can, know. because those are all things that us as women can do. It's just, we 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 present it in a different energy. Right. And we're evolving, right? So that's yes. a part of it. Constantly, too. constantly yes. evolving. So I, I mean, and I'm, and I may be, you know, zeroing in on what's for me, but that's, that whole story doesn't work for someone who chooses not to have kids. They could also be really mm-hmm. deep in their feminine energy in other ways that I don't even know. And that's a Absolutely. personal thing, right? Absolutely. And that's a beautiful thing about us as being women is that we, we come in all kinds and sizes and like the goals that we have. That's the beautiful thing. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. And I, so how, how do you suggest that, okay, you, you, whether you're a, per, a man or a woman or whatever you define yourself that, and you're having your energy, whatever, whichever one that is the one that's defining you for your work, the way you want to present yourself, how do you hone that to the way where you really are responding? Because you had mentioned this in a conversation offline about how 
when women come in with high levels of masculine energy into a, a male space, they're not received well. How do you, how would you combat that? How would you handle that? Um, I think I would suggest mostly being able to be true to yourself. Like right. what, what is the energy that you want to give off? Not how you want to act in order right. to be accepted, okay. Okay. but what is coming to you naturally? Okay. Because for me, I mean, there are many different ideals as far as fem as energy, feminine right. or masculine. Right. But for me, I always came across to others as a person that was listening first and then responding. Whereas, you know, very many women think that they have to have an answer right now in order to be perceived as powerful in the oh. workplace, especially male-dominated workplaces. Yeah. So I think it, for me, my advice would be do what's natural for you, even if you don't think that's what's going to be accepted. Because being your true essence, right? You're bringing your true essence forward. It's authentic, right? Yes. That's the important thing. And I think that's the key word is be authentic to yourself. Yes, yes. Because I think we walk away from conversations in which we feel we have to be aggressive and we're not usually an aggressive type. We walk away feeling defeated, especially if we don't get the end result that we want. Right. And the reason we feel defeated is because here we are acting like something that we're not. That's true. Yeah. And you're saying authenticity in, you know, this in the last podcast I had of the final episode of season one, um, the last guest said something also about being authentic and something about having individuals see you, allowing yourself to be seen. Yes. And you're saying this essentially to be in your rightful energy at your core, if you're trying to bring your feminine energy out at your core and you're in a masculine energy zone where you think because that individual across from you is, you know, you know, tough suit, tough voice, you know, tough mm -hmm. around everyone, not necessarily a listening type. You don't want to match that walking in. You want no, to bring... because then you're not being authentic to yourself. Right. Yeah. But you, how do you feel like there's a way to combat yourself from, you know, when you're before a meeting, for instance, you know, you're going to be in this environment and you feel like yourself, you, you know, everyone can't be fully authentic at work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, especially I, in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all do have to have a little bit of a filter when we go in from mm -hmm. our true, true selves, because there is a part of it that revolves around you have to be on your your best version of yourself without losing your cool, right? Yes, yes. No matter what energy you have, you have to be able to not lose your cool. Because if you lose your cool, then you're seen as like, what's wrong with that person at work? Yes, yes. I think for me, what I used to do, um, I worked in a place, um, we've spoken about this on um, offline, where I was in a very male driven environment right. and it was kind of like, you didn't have that leeway to do anything other than what that person wanted. Mm -hmm. So whenever I went into a meeting, what I used to do is give myself a pep talk right before I went in the door. And I said, you're going to be honest and truthful to yourself first. Right. Um, yes. You know exactly what he wants you to say, but 
if that's something that you're not capable of processing and being happy with, Mm -hmm. you need to go in and say exactly how you feel. And, you know, keep your cool. He probably will yell and scream or whatever. But you know that this is you living yourself authentically. And he's he's going, he might not accept it. And that's fine. But you spoke your truth. And I think that's something with feminine energy that we need to always remember is that we're speaking our truth. This is coming from us. Yes. And -hmm. something about what you said really resonates with me because I do think that at our core as who we are, like as, you know, whatever we're feeling deep, deep inside, if there's a truth that we don't tell that's really important for us to reveal and we we mask it or we sugarcoat it or we don't be honest the way we're supposed to, it actually hurts us. We feel it on the inside. It does. And you tend to repeat that story in your mind constantly. Yeah. Because you'll start saying, well, what if I said this? Or mm-hmm. what if I said that? And then you kind of get to the point where you beat yourself up because you weren't telling your truth. Yes. Yes. And especially if you're a highly invested person at in your career. So mm-hmm. if you're someone who's really into, you know, I want to rise up the ranks. I'm really, it's really important to me, get promoted. I want to do well. I want to do well at my job and being inauthentic, being unable to say your truth, being unable to be your true self. You're, you end up feeling like a fraud after a while. Yes. And I think it catch up. It does catch up with you too. Because you could constantly be playing this role in order to go up the ranks in a business. Mm -hmm. And then when you're there, you don't have total fulfillment because you're not being authentic. So kind of like, okay, my character Mm -hmm. achieved this success, but I didn't. Right. That's right. Exactly. That's, (laughs) that's a really good way of putting it. How about, what do you about you when, I mean, okay, here's an, here's a different way to frame this. Is there a negative feminine energy? Um, There is. um, And I wouldn't call it negative. I would call it more of a wounded feminine. Wounded feminine. Okay. Yes. And it's basically when we haven't processed the things that have hurt us in our past, whether it be nine times out of 10 is childhood. Um, And we use our feminine energy in order to get what we want in a bad way. So for instance, um, if you're a person who wants to, let's say, get that promotion and there's another person that is going up for the promotion with you, um, you'll go in there and you'll start the whole crying and the, oh, I've been here longer. And you're using the guise of feminine femininity, which is being emotional in order to get what you want. Mm. And that's pretty manipulative, I would say. Yes, yes. So for me, I always say that that's wounded feminine Mm -hmm. because you're using femininity as a guise in a negative way in order Mm -hmm. to manipulate the outcome of whatever situation you're in. Wow, right off the top, I can definitely think of a few people I know. Yes, (laughs) I can think of many. (laughs) And it's, it's actually a... It's the same way I feel like you can recognize when someone's a fraud or being fake because you can tell that they're not operating and you're saying they're operating in a wounded feminine 
And Mm -hmm. that's I'm thinking about some wounded feminines who have definitely made it very difficult for me when I was working at some points in my career. And we can recognize that they will use certain tactics like manipulation. And Mm -hmm. that could be very, very difficult and actually could feel like bullying at work uh, just because only we can see it. Yeah. And it doesn't help everyone. Because if you think about it, nine times out of 10, someone will make a change for the entire company based on the negative reaction of this one person, Mm -hmm. even though everyone else might be authentically communicating. Mm -hmm. But that action of just that one person can change everything. Really? That's so it's really interesting because that that manipulator personality, that is a trait that can be found in both the masculine and the feminine energies. Absolutely. You how could, you, you could find how it. How do people avoid the, those kinds of people with their own energies because they're in a workplace setting? How do you deal with that? I think for me, I basically would not acknowledge or give too much attention to the negative aspect or the manipulation tactic. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you give energy, you know, going based on energy, when you give energy to that, what you do is fuel their fire. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if you don't give any fuel to the fire, it's going to put itself out eventually. Right. right. So um, I think it's just holding back, playing into your ego, because usually it's, it's our ego that basically wants to respond back to them and right. have the battle. But um, if you take that energy away from them, they kind of don't have anywhere to go. I'm just thinking of a story of when I was working and there was a wounded feminine who had stole work from me. And oh. I <laughs> I had to make, I had to confront <laughs> that person. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy I did. That was my truth. So that kind of comes full mm-hmm. circle about what you were talking about. Because um, until I did that, I felt inside whoa, like that, I should not have let that happen. I, you know, though I did all the work and someone Mm -hmm. just took it. Um, But I confronted the person who manipulated me. And I think, I guess it was a standing my ground situation where I'm letting you know, I know what you did. Exactly. And I think it's important even because I think some people will, will say that that's not being feminine. But it is because you still you're not a doormat and you're not someone who is going to be easily taken advantage of. Now, approaching it in a feminine energy is letting them know without being confrontational. Yes. So it's kind of like, listen, I know what you did. Wouldn't people argue that it's confrontation by just going and talking to the person? Isn't that considered confrontational? I I don't really think that it's confrontational. I think it's being accusatory would be confrontational or, you know, you did this or whatever. I think it goes back to my communications major is (laughs) how you say it. It's all about how you um, say it. Will actually make it a confrontation or not. So it's basically like, I know, like you said, I know what you did. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that was right. Mm -hmm. That was my work. And you know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Instead I mean, of you, know, you, you have to finesse that it. work from me, <laughs> you definitely have to finesse it, right? Anything yes, yes. It's do. all in how you say it. How it, the delivery is the best. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that that's that's a skill that 
I truthfully, I'm so good at this in a workplace setting, but sometimes at in a home setting, I forget about it. And then I yeah. go back to kind of, you know, not being my well best behave, right? Because I think, again, like I said, like our masks at work is our most best behave versions of mm-hmm. us, right? Because we, we don't want to come across crass, right? Though yes. sometimes we could be a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. And but, sometimes, sometimes some people kind of deserve a little of the sass. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and I think I like what you're talking about from understanding that, you know, owning yourself and bringing your true self forward. I think we all know that we have to do that. But looking at it from a feminine energy standpoint, that is really, you know, that's something that as a woman, I never really thought about it from that point of view. But I do feel that so much of what you say is something that I've been doing in practice for so long mm-hmm. that it, it's just come second nature. But I love how you thought of this idea and you put it into practice of spreading it because until I started listening to your podcast and I'm just plugging your podcast now, if anyone hasn't listened to The Rise of a Goddess, you definitely have to check it out. It's amazing. Carmen talks about so many different aspects of feminine and masculine energy and how it presents in everyday life. And just just this short snapshot that she made today of sharing how it could be impacting us as we are heading into the work world. Now, I know we spent a lot of time talking about the feminine energy, but do you have advice for, you know, I have two sons and what if they're listening in? What what about the masculine energy? What about that side of this? How would you tell them to present? Because so much of what we were talking about is maybe negative traits or maybe wounded masculine, perhaps, or the ones that are being aggressive at work. Because they also men can be um, able to take masculine energy and soften up their the way they talk to their teams, right? Right. I I agree. I think for a masculine listening in or for our boys per se. I think it's all, again, like in the delivery and communicating in the delivery, because for them, they are naturally going to be competitive. They're naturally going to be aggressive when it comes to what they want. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're in their natural element. That's right. that's natural for them. But I think to do it in a respectful manner will mean that it's not in the wounded masculine. Right. So and what's, masculine wounded, what's will, wounded masculine then? An example of a wounded masculine would be a person who is going to go after what he wants, whatever the cost, Okay. regardless whether or not it's going to hurt someone else or impact them in a huge way. Like, let's say someone losing their job. Right, um, right. You, you don't want that. That would be a wounded masculine because right. he's trying to cut everyone out and right. not have another person competing with them. Right. I mean, it is healthy for them to compete because for them, they innately want to compete because it makes them feel good. Right. That's and it so gives them power, but it doesn't have to come at a price where you're eliminating or annihilating your competition. Right. That is so interesting. So competition is an innate part of masculine energy, but it's not an innate part of feminine energy. No, not so much. Um, because the feminine tends to be more of a nurturer, right. more of a person that wants to teach. And um, they they usually want to protect the feelings of someone else. I see. So, I mean, they do have competitiveness, obviously, right. but it's not to the extent of, say, a masculine, whereas okay. a, a man in his masculine energy, let's say, 
in dating, Mm -hmm. he is going to want to get the girl, right? (laughs) Right. So he's going to want to compete and make himself look like the best possible candidate for the person. Right. So um, whereas women, we tend to be more of a flow, like, okay, we'll go with the flow. If, if If a problem arises, we'll ask for help. Whereas the masculine will take the problem apart and try to find the best possible solution. Right, right. That's so interesting. What are other masculine energy, innate, I guess, the just the natural and and then versus wounded masculine? What are the other comparisons like defining masculine energy? I think for masculine energy, I would say another example would be the problem solving. Okay. Um, they tend to want to solve a problem. It makes them feel good to solve mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take that and you try to decipher it or see it in a wounded masculine, this would be a person, like you were saying, the person at your job that took credit for what you did. So for a masculine, it would be a man who will go in, infiltrate and take someone else's idea and present it as his own. Right. But because he's the more loud and boisterous one, he gets all the credit for it. Right. That's so interesting. So loud and boisterous can also be distracting, right? That's a distracting yes. strategy. Yes. It's a very distracting tra- um, strategy because what it does is that it says, okay, this person's louder. So I'm more believable. Mm. And do you think that works on people? I think it works in some um, aspects because it depends. It also depends on how charismatic the person is. Right. Um, if a person has that, say, star power or the um, charisma, if they're louder, they're go- everyone's going to believe them because right. of that charisma that they have. Okay, so they're charismatic yeah. people too. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So it's 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 interesting to discern that there's some strategies and tactics that both sides use that it's a little different. Yes. And they're wounded, yes. right? And I think for all of us, whether we're men or women, I think what's important for us to do is to kind of sit back and listen intently. Right. On what's being said. Because there's a lot of things that we can decipher based on body language or the infliction in the per- person's voice or the type of words that they're using right. that can show us whether this person is someone that we can trust or not trust. Yes. So it's important for us to take that time because nine times out of 10, we tend to listen to people to respond, but not to understand them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, it's such an important skill having that type of active listening communication. It's, you know, whatever, um, whatever happens in a workplace, if you have that ability to listen, you get so much further ahead. And if you're a good listener, not only will you be one of those colleagues that people count on, rely on, or, Mm -hmm. you know, the, your boss's favorite, um, Mm -hmm. you're going to be the one who gets the promotions, the raises, you're going to be the one who gets ahead. You're going to be the one people want to help. You're the one that people will want to, you know, you're going to build up a big network and you don't necessarily have to be the loud, boisterous one to get that right. Just by being yourself and being actually a good person. Right. Because just being yourself doesn't mean if you're you're not really a good person, it doesn't work because small things. Right. Saying good morning to people and 
hello no, actually, to them. Actually being authentic when you say good morning. Yes. Or, how are you? Because yes. so many people will throw, oh, how are you? But they're not really listening. Right. Or yeah, yeah having meaningful interactions, not mm-hmm. meaningless interactions, right? So yes. maybe you're doing it, but it's just ha- not being fully even present. Maybe you're looking at your phone saying hello. <laughs> and yes, yes. So I think even... it's important to be present. And I think that's that's one that a key for both masculine and feminine energy is being very present in the moment and actually having that those heartfelt chats with the person yes I I think that's really important when we're communicating with one another regardless of whether they display feminine or masculine energy yes yes I I love I love all of your tips I thank you so much Carmen you just defined so many different things that I've never really thought of in the context of a workplace. And it it does fit. It makes sense, especially given the way, but the solutions of what you're saying is essentially what I, I also talk about here on the podcast is really using communication skills, active listening skills, Mm -hmm. and being authentic and being good, like really being a good person, being a good person, being a good leader, because no matter what, we, we want to put our best foot forward, but we want to do it in a way that is going to be compassionate yes. and thoughtful and empathetic to other people's needs as well. Yes. And it just makes the environment better. It takes away mm-hmm. from the toxic culture, having so many wounded masculine and feminines. We we know that it's toxic if we allow it to ha- continue. And, and if everyone was authentic and they approached these toxic behaviors, maybe we would have less of it, right? And it's yeah, about we'll having have more that bravery. Peaceful- Peaceful yeah. environments too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you'll get more done too. <laughs> yeah, way more done. Yeah, and people will get along, and they'll like, they'll enjoy going to work. Um, but you know, this is wonderful. Thank you so much, Carmen, for coming Thank on and sharing you. all of this. You gave us so much insight into everything that we need to do in terms of just being in touch with our own energy and bringing the best part of it forward and making yes. sure to avoid those wounded parts <laughs> that you just yes. Yes. described. Yes, and it takes a lot of work. It's a daily, it's a daily practice, but we could do it. <laughs> yes. Thank you Thank so you. much. And um, if you if you want to hear more about what everything. Carmen teaches, which is really beautiful and interesting. It's the Rise of a Goddess podcast. She's on Anchor, but she's also on many other platforms. You want to tell us what platform? Um, I'm on Anchor and I'm also on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Awesome. Yes. So check her out on any of those platforms. And thank you again for tuning in. Take care, Carmen. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.